everybody. Welcome to No Story is Sacred. If you've never listened before, basically, we're four siblings who grew up talking about the art of storytelling. Now that we're adults, we're still talking about it, and we're inviting you to join the conversation. I'm Pippin, and fair warning, I watched this movie two weeks ago and barely remember any of it. Seems <laughs> <laughs> uh, appropriate. Yeah. I'm Alex, and I watched it. I watched this just this afternoon, and better remember any of it. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Uh, He's gonna be our uh, resident subject matter expert now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh wait, wait, no, I didn't sign up for this. Uh, <laughs> no, <I'm... laughs> that kind of group project. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I'm Alex, and but I don't have the faith. <laughs> oh, <laughs> if Pippin doesn't go. Catholic on Maine during this, I'm gonna fucking shoot something. I'm gonna riot. I am! Are you gonna label some <laughs> stuff against the door? Yo, oh no! The Reformation starts here! <laughs> uh, so, I'm Kat, and this... I'm astonished by the quality of actors. <laughs> I'm just gonna say it. Uh, I'm not even gonna do something clever. I'm just starting right off the bat. Wow. I'm still astonished by the quality of actors. And I'm Brendan Maniac McDonald, reporting for duty, ma'am. <laughs> Throw that in your face, cat. Okay, first of all, Matthew Lillard had a very particular <laughs> vibe at the time that they were hiring him for. <laughs> That's he true. Was, he, was not, he was the 1990s Pete Davidson. <gasps> he was. Whoa. He was. Whoa. Oh, yeah. right. <laughs> oh, my God, Alex. You just blew this wide open. <laughs> All right. I thought we were off the case, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. By the way. Um... <laughs> okay. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> All right. Stumpy today. Today. Yep. Today. <laughs> today. Today. Not tomorrow. Not yesterday. Today. Yesterday. No day like today. Wow. Wow. That wasn't even me. How have we not talked about rent yet? That's fine. You know, we should probably make that a pod episode. Anyway, moving on. Today. Did you see the trailer for Trick Kick Boom? Anyway. We are having uh, such energy, you guys. Such energy. <laughs> uh, today, we are talking about the 1999 film Wing Commander. Alex didn't italicize the title of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Alex did the cheat sheet today. Not me. Ooh. Oh, oh, hold on. Rebel. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. On the fuck? There. <laughs> Thank hey. you. Uh, for the <laughs> listeners at home, Alex in the Google document just italicized it. Listen, Riveting drama. Proper formatting is important. <laughs> uh, He's fixed if, it, and now you can never complain about him again. Eh, if you've <laughs> never watched Wing Commander, I mean, where have you been? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you have missed the pinnacle of 1999 storytelling. Listen, guys, I'm going to come to bat for this story. Not for the way it was done, but for the story. <laughs> the summary, according to the uh, to IMDb, is... I told you I wasn't looking to do the cheat sheet today. Uh, is Blair, a fighter pilot, joins an interstellar war to fight the evil Kalrathi, who are trying to destroy the universe. I mean, that's kind of, like, way, way in the background. Like, yeah. pre-movie. That's it. That's the yep. summary recording time to be. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> That's why I chose. Short, succinct, and to Wrong. the point. Wrong. 
and wrong. <laughs> is there a character named Blair? Yes. Is he a fighter pilot? Yes. <laughs> is he joining I, the interstellar I don't like the way effort? I don't like the way this is being led. <laughs> <laughs> and I refuse. I refuse to participate. <laughs> you hate being pulled inexorably towards the truth. This is not writ of attachment. I do not have to be forced to go along. <laughs> wow. The judge, the judge has no say here. Jack. Wow. <laughs> well, I, I, I will. Uh, I will lend you a point mm-hmm. here where it doesn't cover the finer points of the story. Any. It doesn't cover <laughs> any of the points of the story. The Google what? description mentions that it's based on a computer game. A, ca- a computer game <laughs> there series. We go. And has impressive special effects. No. Oh, okay. Well, alright. For 1999, yeah. I mean, it looks like, you know, some, like, PS2 textures. Yeah. Ooh. Hey, the finest of PlayStation graphics, Alex. And they tried doing the Matrix bullet time the same year as the Matrix <laughs> and not as... Was this the same year as the Matrix? Yeah, really? Matrix 1999, wasn't it? Was I it? it was like, I thought it was earlier, actually. Nah, I think <laughs> Matrix was 1999, y'all. 1999? Yeah. Well, listen, guys, listen. The Matrix is an outlier and should not be counted. <laughs> Didn't 1999 have a ton of awesome movies? Yeah. It had, like, Gattaca <laughs> and shit. And... and it wasn't... It's not 95. 95 was a genius year. Mortal Kombat, yeah. which, uh, a side note here, uh, guess what movie this, uh, this film shares a screenplay author with? No. Yes. Really? 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 I mean, the I mean, 1995 film, Mortal Kombat. Here's the thing. I think that they were more versed in science fiction than in Mortal Kombat. Does that make sense? It uses it. It knows its sci-fi tropes. Yes, I agree with that. And it also knows the problems in play with a lot of, I will say, realistic space travel and space war. Yeah, Um, and it accurately, I believe takes in the two genres of uh, of war movies that would be appropriate, i.e. fighter pilot movies and submarine movies. Hey cat. Yeah. Look at uh look at my uh my Act Two what I wrote for Act Two in the in the uh, uh in the Google I, Doc in the You're sheet. asking me to open up a Google Doc and I I don't do that unless I'm required. Why? What does it say? Uh I wrote for Act Two Whoops, we're Top Gun now. No wait. <laughs> until right at October. <laughs> I, I, I just want to point out you, cat. <laughs> I just I want to point seen. out. <laughs> I want to point out that Galaxy Quest was 1999. Damn it! Nice. Uh, Galaxy so, Quest is great. Also, okay. fun fact about this movie: the director is the person who made the video games. Oh, yeah, that explains a lot. Oh okay. my god. It's okay. Chris Roberts. Okay, that... AKA that, so, the yeah. same person who is still uh, running the uh, the whole Star Citizen thing, which I'm sure everybody on the internet has managed to hear in some form about at some point in the last few years. Guys, 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 guys. I am Gra- I'm Imsterex. Mythic Quest. <gasps> That's the movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Holy no, no, no. Sh- um, oh, my God. Yes. He sh- and CW writes... 
Of course he does. Cat, cat. I'm going to add that to the list. <laughs> Listeners, um, I'm not <laughs> saying that we definitely have one, but theoretically, Pippin and I have an ongoing Google Doc of just fanfic we want to write for Mythic Quest. Uh, well, Mythic no, Quest being the true. Apple TV TV series. I am lying. Pippin, what's the truth? It's also a list of fic ideas for It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty thorough, guys. It's multiple pages now. Uh, it is... Uh, for, it's about to go onto the fifth page. We are classy bitches. Uh, single spaced or double? Single, oh. but it's a bulleted list. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, we should probably yeah, get uh, to the movie. <laughs> why? <laughs> Kevin, I refuse to be taking any of this garbage. I will say that I think that this movie was surprisingly SF uh, or science fiction savvy for the time. For the time. Uh, 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 but, Star but, Wars Episode 1 also came out in 99. Oh, actually, here's another fun fact about this movie that I just <gasps> remembered. I know that one. Yeah, yes. go on. Uh, this movie had the premiere of the Star Wars Episode One trailer, which <gasps> that drove... is not mine. Yeah, go well, on. This is what drove a lot of people to watch this in the theaters in the first place was just to watch the Episode One trailer. <gasps> oh, no, I mean, that's yeah. do you watch this in theaters? That's damn good marketing, guys. And I think we, I know, I saw this. That's the thing. I know, I saw this movie. Yeah. Did we? Here's the thing. Did we see this in theaters? Probably, I don't yeah. think we did. Yeah. Because... We wouldn't have rented it, because it looks like Top Gun from its cover. Yeah. Because well, I have no memory of ever watching this movie. I have memory of watching this. Me too. Same. And I remember liking it. And you know what? I thought we, it had problems, but... We probably watched this at the Rialto Theater in Lancaster, <gasps> New Hampshire. Probs. Hell no, yeah. No, Talked no, about no, it on the way no. home. Yeah. No, yep. No. The Rialto... No? I don't think the Rialto... Oh, it was open at that time in 1999. It must have been. Nah. I'm going to get a phone call from Dad. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm going to I'm going to bet hooks it. Oh, oh that was a it. nice one. That's a Ooh. nice one. But it would have been on the way back from, from Chester. Th- or it would have been on the way back from ReaderCon. <gasps> oh. It, when was this? When did this movie? If, if this movie it come, has came summer out, blockbuster in, written all over it. If it came out in July. We know, yeah. Uh, but March. <laughs> March. Huh, so that's not Boscone either. No, that's... Hmm. Nope, that brings it right back around to a more local theater, because that is uh, when you get uh, stuck in a house for six months in the winter. My God, and we you... need to leave. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. We will take any excuse whatsoever. Littleton. Littleton, that's what oh, it says to yeah. me. Oh, yeah. The Jack's Jr. Theater in Littleton. Mm-hmm. Jack's Jr. To- Go to the Littleton bookstore back when it was oh, seriously. Yeah. It's good now, but it was badass back then. Oh yeah. Uh, get some uh, Mexican food at that little place in the alley, uh, huh? Oh, and man. then, yeah. uh, and then, yeah, and then Chudders before the movie theater. Chudders um, with were they yet the world's uh, uh, world's longest penny candy counter? They had to have been. No, I don't. I don't think so at that point. Yeah, no, no. I, think I don't think they, they were had... still great, but had they gotten the Guinness World Record yet? Aspirations, man. <laughs> if I'm if I'm lucky, uh, Dad waits until the end of the episode to call me, and I don't get f- two phone calls. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Dad. 
Oh, man. Anyway, so 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 there's a strong likelihood we saw this in theaters. Oh, man. (laughs) And have no memory of this place. (laughs) I have no memory of this place. Indeed. Oh, but here's the fact, Brendan, I thought you were going to say, which uh-huh. is that uh, there's an AI uh, that appears named oh, yes. Merlin. Yep, yep. And it is voiced by Mark Hamill. Uh, Mark Hamill, who is also the guy who played Blair in the video games. No shit, no. really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and after having work? <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Good for Mark Hamill. <laughs> yeah, right? Good for Mark, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and actually other little uh, fun tidbits that uh, because this was originally a video game series, the main character, uh, Blair here, originally didn't have a name. But I guess oh, yeah. uh, the development team referred to him as Blue Hair internally. <laughs> okay, that Hilarious. Because, That's amazing. Yeah, because yep. in the colorization, they made the black hair highlighted with blue. And so Blue Hair. And the theory is that they just shortened it to Blair. I, I think that that's valid, and I accept it. Like, <sighs> names have been come up with for sillier reasons. Like, it's you look at yeah. making names, y'all. Names are the fucking worst, you guys. We have a literal game and bout that, because <laughs> we suck so much at it. We, so, so, like, I quickly jumped, I quickly glanced at the Rotten Tomatoes page for this movie, and, like, like and people who, re- and, like, Rotten Tomatoes is Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> just don't, like, it, it, like ten percent and, and critic score or in twenty five percent audience score, or which is like pretty bad. Uh, and like, but like they don't get what makes it good. Well, that's the problem. I think because th- this, I think, was pre like oh the nerds, the rise of the nerds, that thing. Because yeah. it's still the nineties, right? Yeah. And so that I I would suggest that there is a certain level, hopefully, of genre savviness now. That did not expand, like, that did not exist then. And so a lot of the shit that they were doing, to me, I'm like, oh my god, they're actually talking about problems with time dilation, you know, <laughs> in space. Uh, and, you know, th- this was a big thing. And I'm pretty sure that that is not necessarily what your average moviegoer oh, hell no. would know what to read into. <laughs> yeah. The average moviegoer is like, um, why can't Fleet just go there? Come on. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah. Or because, the fact that, you know, ships can only go a certain speed and like, yeah. you know, the, 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 and you're done. Yeah. And, and it's established in this movie that a lot of the faster than light travel is done via wormholes through quasars. Um, quasars! Which Wait, is... This- very tricky and requires a lot of pre-calculated uh, computations through Navi computers, which leads to the MacGuffin of the movie. That's right, I'm steering us back into the plot! Oh, here's <laughs> the thing, say, Does someone want to say what this movie is about? <laughs> about a hundred very... minutes long. Oh! Wow. <laughs> Woo! I'll say, uh, here, let me let me give a shot at it, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Alright, I'm, I'm, I'm doing You're my stretches, guys. You're flying blind. She's flying blind. She's turned off Ugh. the Nav computer. The nav computer's a, broken, everybody. Is she part Because Pilgrim? we're so... Cl- oh, no. Okay. We're not even there yet. Uh, so, a war has been going on. We find this out uh, during a uh, the opening, opening exposition. <laughs> Otherwise known as the credits. Um, <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know, people have gone into space. We've explored. We've done a lot of cool things. Uh, and then we found a baddie. Uh, and the baddie is super interested in killing us. The, uh, the, like elegantly named the Kill Rafi, just, 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 <laughs> just no reason. No. 
Oh, and to be fair, you don't need to know. It's not the point of the fucking movie. Oh, kill um, Raph. Kill Rafi. There you go. Oh, God. Okay. No. <laughs> yeah, Names are for. hard. We <laughs> have a di- we have, a, we have uh, said this. I've introduced my new alien race, the Death Baddies. <laughs> <laughs> We've got <clears throat> skulls on our uniforms. Are we the baddies? <laughs> the old ones. Oh, my God. The I, new ones. Uh, unrelated. I would pay money for people to do a sketch like... Just doing that with the kill Rathy. If we have a new Wing Commander game, that has to happen. I'm just putting that out there. (laughs) But our enemies are not (laughs) kitty-faced. Anyway, go on, Kat. So, uh, this is all established. We are evidently in the middle of a war. The the, the movie starts out with a a ship that happens to have a, it's a pretty big ship i think it's like one of those uh you know like a flagship one of those kind of things right yeah and boom smack they get attacked by the bad guys and everybody fucking knows oh shit they're going for the navcom now us as genre savvy people we know oh shit the navcom's going to have all the coordinates to all the other ships in this fleet you know uh that's why they care about this I don't think your average viewer would necessarily cotton on that quickly. Well, um, specifically, well for, the, well, for the viewers, they said it has the Earth jump points on it, it like, which is like, uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it has everything. Like, it's it's pretty. So the captain, quite rightly, is like, "Shit, blow it up." Uh, the blow up does not work. It's malfunctioned. He's like, "Fuck!" Shoot uh, it. And so he he tries to shoot it. It very intelligently is behind bulletproof glass. <laughs> And they're like, oh, shit, maybe we didn't want our NAVCOM to get fucked up by accident. Um, and he's <laughs> like, it's a very bunch of very quick thinking uh, uh, captain moves. He's like, well, all I have left is to send out a bunch of drones with a big message saying, BT dubs, we're about to get fucked. And so's <laughs> Earth. And he's right. Uh, the aliens come. They st- uh, off screen, I believe, uh, the aliens blow shit up, get the NAVCOM, uh, and the ship's... <laughs> Yeah. Which is good, because we don't need to see that. All we need to know is, oh, fuck. Hmm. Meanwhile, another ship a distance away, uh, we find out about 12 hours away, uh, in terms of how far does the drone fly, <laughs> catches the message. And they they are like, oh, shit. Okay, let's ask NAVCOM. Um, based on that position where the uh, the other ship was, and based on where Earth is, and based on where all the jump points that the bad guys now know, how long till they reach Earth? And Blow the shit out of us. And the answer is 40 hours. And they're like, huh, 40 hours minus 12 hours. Not great. We they- can't get there. What's the closest ship? And they figure it out. And they're like, oh, the closest ship is 42 hours away. And I will say, I appreciate that the task is and the timeline. You know how we always talk about how there being like a ticking time bomb to get the yeah. plot going? We know it right from the get go. We may, we lose it a bit later because it's not <clears throat> it's not adequately kept up with. But in the beginning, at least, Act One, I will say, lays shit out beautifully. So they're like, okay, we can't get to the nearest ship. Is there any other fucking ship? Uh, and it turns out there's a little merchantman, which I'm immediately like, oh shit, is the Wellerman coming? <laughs> is the <laughs> Wellerman coming with with uh sugar and tea and it? rum? Sugar and tea and rum and two pilots. <laughs> <laughs> For the for the the military ship, and they're like, "Oh fuck, okay, uh, we're gonna send a message to uh, the, the the merchantman, and be like, hey guys, can you do something about this? We've got 
a big favor. A big ask. Uh, could you save the human race? Just a thought. If you don't mind, are you not busy? Um, yeah. Uh, so they, um, so they message this merchantman. And they're like, oh, we're fucked in, in multiple ways. Uh, but could you somehow pass this message on because Earth's gonna get blown the shit up? Earth's uh, gonna get got. Yup. Uh, and there's no other way for us to get a message. Uh, and the merchantman is, uh, has like, not Gerard Depardieu, but a French dude. Uh, uh Shecky Cario? Uh, I, I don't know his name. I will say Wait. one of the yeah. many actors who are too good for this film. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, like, uh, and let me say about, uh, this, about Taggart. His, uh, Taggart is his name. Yep. He, there is a man who wants to fuck space anomalies. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he does. We are going that- into that quasar. Forget monster <laughs> fucking. This is like Etheria fucking. I don't even know what Etheria is. I made it up, but that's the vibe. Which, given a character point that's revealed about him later on in yep. the plot, makes a lot more sense. Um, to be honest, I think he's a great fucking character. I think oh, he's yeah. amazing. Every actor who's a good actor, like, who- that's not true. I actually really like Freddie Prince Jr. too. Every <laughs> actor who, you look at this like, why is he in this? You're like, oh. One, they bring amazing character shit because they're fucking talented and they elevate a lot. Oh, yeah. Um, I think he's a great character. Uh, so he's like, uh, hey, guess what? Uh, pilot boy, you got a message. <laughs> Except in like this really cool French accent, uh, which I appreciate that there are multiple, uh, in 1999, uh, this is a, uh, a multiracial cast and an international cast, mm, uh, which is true. for, uh, I mean, fucking astonishing. Some choices could have been made different, but yeah. We're yeah. gonna, yeah, we're gonna get there. <laughs> okay, okay. I just wanted to make sure that. Don't worry. Okay, okay, okay. Pippin's already on it to it. We, we all, we all know. All right. Yeah. If we have story uh, changes that we had to do. We're gonna do them. <laughs> the, uh, captain of the, the spaceship is like, uh, of the big military ship is like, hey, uh, kiddo, uh, <laughs> to the pilot who is played by <laughs> Freddie French Jr. He's like, um, so, hey, world's gonna blow up. Bad guys are heading toward the planet. Shit's going wrong. I'm going to send you uh, some classified material, and I need you, and plus, you know, the Wellerman here, to get to this ship that we cannot reach in time to pass on these, like, these orders to somehow let Earth know that shit's going down. Because they do not have faster-than-light, uh, what's it called, uh, uh, communications. Comms. Yeah. They don't. And I no. fucking love that. Yeah, that's not, I love that. That's not something seen often in a in no, a science fiction movies nor was it adequate i will say i don't think it was adequately explained because the for a lay audience again science fiction audiences those who are genre savvy would be like oh shit when they realize what's going on yeah that's why you have to physically courier this that makes um, sense so and that's why when they were able to find the closest person <laughs> it's that merchantman. And so they're like, okay, we're beaming this to you. And then they record it on like a mini CD and that's adorable. <laughs> whatever, whatever. Um, uh, uh, oh, the other nice thing about this is that by this point in like 99, we were seeing a lot of like really shiny, happy futures, as it were. A lot of, um, really the futures made a, like an Apple iPhone, that kind of thing. And the bad guys have the messy ships. Mm. And no, in this one, everybody has messy ships. It's a messy business. Yeah, uh, this is also this is uh, military SF. Yes, ah. which is very which I don't think 
what was it? There was uh, what's that one show with the uh, movie with the uh, p- p- troopers, Starship Troopers? That was yeah. military stuff. So. Which was like you're being commentary on stuff. Yeah, but this movie, I will say, is better than Starship Troopers in terms of science fiction. Yes, hmm. I think it is a better science fictional story. Anyway, the point is comms. <laughs> uh, comms are fucked, sir. <laughs> so uh, uh, the Wellerman's like, don't worry, I have a shortcut. <laughs> And we're going through the Calypta. We're going through the Scylla and Charybdis quasars. Oh no! No, it comes. Uh, from, it comes from Greek myth. What? <laughs> well, we see Frey Prince Junior reading and, the Odyssey. Yeah, and which, you know what? Which is good. I, I remember liking this point when I was a kid. Again, a yeah. kid in nineteen ninety nine. Because you know what? I loved the Odyssey when I was a kid. I had like the entire audio book, like a, mm-hmm. a, ri- a, a red version of it on a CD at yeah. the time. Love that shit. And so, well, like so it's me, thematically appropriate. Yeah, yeah, and you know, you you present something like a a, a pair of quasars or whatever, or black holes, who knows? And you call them Scylla and Charybdis. I'm like, oh, that's something that you gotta thread that needle very carefully. Otherwise, or in the case, or everybody else in the universe just put up a big fucking don't go here. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's a bit, there's a, hey, idiot, you're about to die, turn around, beacon. But, <laughs> but it also has a little bit of foreshadowing there, because yep. the NAVCOM is like, well, we're not supposed to fucking go there, so it's not on the map. That's true. <laughs> and our Wellerman's like, no, there's a beacon there, it says not to go there, but we're gonna go there, that is fine. <laughs> and they're like, what? Listen, <laughs> listen, we're in a rush, it's okay. <laughs> Do you trust me, boys? Do you trust and me? they're like, who the shit are you? <laughs> I'm the best no, goddamn character in this movie. Click, 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 click. <laughs> I'm the freshman. Um, um, shit goes wrong, though, because of yeah. Matthew, uh, because of, uh, yeah, because of Matthew, Matthew Lillard, Lillard uh, yep. going, like, too fast. Yeah. He's a hotshot pilot. Again, we're developing his character. He doesn't like, listen to his captain. I mean, he is called Maniac. Yeah. He, he is called Maniac. <laughs> he, he's weirdly the one who has the greatest character development true weird yeah and that he yep. has character development whoa <laughs> um, i mean uh, uh, hey hey well, the other side characters are busy being like we're already fe- full developed and then there's you know fucking freddie prince jr who's like what i have to I... believe in myself <laughs> uh, uh, okay but- hey Fine. But here's the thing like uh in the course of things messing up here because matthew Lillard went too fast our captain has to go and fix shit and so the navcom gone down yeah and so freddie prince jr starts calculating a bunch of oh but he's never he's never done a jump before never done and it. it and the frenchman's like yeah you're gonna know <laughs> wait what <laughs> uh, and, and this is where it's established that our main character freddie prince jr uh blair Magic. Uh, has a little bit of space magic because his mother was a part of a race of people called the Pilgrims. Technically, who, they are humans, yes. but, like uh, they're, but they're, 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 they're the humans who went out first. Uh, yeah. like, and got weird with it. <laughs> <laughs> they got weird with a quasar. <laughs> they, they were fucking the quasars. A theory of fucking man. That's where it started, right there. Yeah. yeah so, uh, and, and apparently there was a big war with them not too long ago, but <laughs> because not- they're like humans, am I right? And they're like, "You're fucking humans." Like, are we though? <laughs> We're mostly, mostly human. Uh, <laughs> better, maybe. 
but we're just better humans. And it, and it basically it's established that they have a feel for how navigating through uh, the quasars and such, and the wormholes, rather, work. Yeah. And uh, later on, it's even, I think, uh, maybe it's at this point it's established, or maybe later on mm-hmm. it's established that the uh, Navcom AIs aren't really using, like, sophisticated math, uh, math to navigate the wormholes. Uh, no, they're just basically emulating pilgrim mm-hmm. brains to yep. navigate. It's like, Which, ah, okay. <laughs> I will say, at the time, sounded like bullshit science. And now, coming back around into the development of AI and learned behaviors. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, I, I mean, that's how a spoiler for the audience, that's how AI is really working, is that you uh, have the robot fuck up over and over again. And occasionally a human pops up and says, no, no. Th- no, you, this is what you mean. <laughs> you, you, you messed up here, buddy. And they're like, are you sure? I'm pretty sure that's a pig, bread, no. or a rock. <laughs> uh, uh, dog, bread, dog, bread, dog, yeah. bread. That's all AI modeling, just throwing, <laughs> throwing statistics uh, in, into a pile and get, until you get that's the right behavior. Yeah, uh, But it's the humans who have to approve it. And in As this the case, hum- yeah. the Navicom and AI was is Pilgrim's. Pilgrim. Yeah. Yep. Uh, which, you know, hey, a little bit of forward thinking. Good point. Yeah. Good point. Uh, I think it was accidental forward thinking. <laughs> yes. Ah, uh, oh, man. Uh, yeah. But yeah uh, what follows after that point is just a lot of faffing about, really, right? <laughs> well, it's the, okay, we we end up on the ship. It's the introducing the, the, the pilot jocks to the other pilot jocks it's the setting up of the military dominance it's the do can we really trust him it's he's a pilgrim it's hercule poirot poirot (laughs) being a fucking captain right right i'm like where's your fucking mustache and your tiny gray sails but whatever but (laughs) what what the shit with the caliber of actor i could hear him saying mr obutu all day right oh my god yeah uh, no, he was he was bringing his all. And uh, Jurgen Prochnow as his second in command. Mm-hmm. There's so much good, you guys. Uh, and I kind of wish that they had decided that for the rest of the acting, they had brought in not the hot young tickets. Although I like Ma- Matthew Lillard, I like uh, Freddie Prince Jr. I'm just not sure they were right for this. But you'll uh, when yeah. did she's all that come out? Because they were both also in ninety nine. Yeah. There you Same go. Same year. Yep. Yeah, so, so get that audience. Yeah, because, like, Freddie Prince Jr., like, he, he he's a nice his boy, but he just, his his, his uh, direction was just, now look vaguely confused to the left. <laughs> yep. And, like, did, yeah. did he just do a racism to me? <laughs> huh? What? Um... Hey, yeah. I don't like that. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, there, there's like a lot of, there's a lot of mistrust thrown, uh, Blair's way because of his half pilgrim lineage. It's like, oh shit, racism in the future. Nice to see. Nick's up not, but it's different from the one we're used to. Haha. Exciting. <laughs> a fresh breath of air. Yeah, garbage. Uh, I will say, um, one, uh, abandoned plot line, I guess, uh, from an early shooting script, and this is based on, I guess, uh, revelations from the novelization of this movie. Uh, oh, which was, we all know are the best. Of course. <laughs> uh, was that uh, there was a traitor plot line that was dropped. It has to be the second in command, yeah, right? Yeah, it was, it was definitely the second. Because he was too obviously really racist. Yeah. 
and really wanting to pin it on somebody else. Oh, and somebody, uh, well, because they no. kept talking about how there were saboteurs, right? The, yeah. Wait, 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 no. It was his, Amiba is actually going to be the, uh, the, the other fire pilot, the one with the coiffed hair. Oh, the one who, who tr- kept getting into like little fist fights? Yeah. And like, I don't want to pilgrim as my wingman. Oh, and that would have made the second in command the red herring. Yeah. Because he was so uh, obviously terrible. Like, but he was also very much a CO. We've, we've heard our parents talk about like, uh, down periscope, uh, and how the CO from that, played by Rob Schneider, was like the most accurate CO they've ever seen on. Uh, actually, uh, I'm, I'm reading into it now. There was a traitor on the space station, uh, that had the Navcom AI, an admiral. Uh huh. And, uh, the commander was tied to that, uh, uh, character and there was like a fight between Blair and Commander Gerald around the Navcom uh, oh. in, later on in the movie. And eh. I'm not sure that's necessary. Uh, but it's probably um, good they cut it. But but they just had a fight there. But then they realized that there was this other saboteur character, uh, this admiral mm-hmm. that was on the space station that was on the Kilrathi ship, and he gets stabbed by Blair. Stabity. Mm. And that's why he he went on to he he went for the. Uh, Fuel tank, the fuel cell mission. Oh. Mm. So anyway, middle of the movie is basically you're establishing the the camaraderie or not of your group, um, and and establishing more of uh oh gosh, it's going to mean something when they die because this is war, and they kind of forget <laughs> that there's a timetable that they were trying to remind the audience of. Yeah, because yeah, because. Uh, uh, Maniac and, uh, and Forbes just went and from, oh yeah, you're in prison. How you do? We're in love. I could see them being like, you know what, we might die tomorrow. Let's get fucking. But instead they were very much like, you're the reason I'm coming back from war. It's like, really? They have a whole ass relationship. Yeah. We, we can talk about that in our changes as well. Uh huh. I anyway, can so too. a whole bunch of, Dibs. a whole bunch of shit happens, uh, but not really in a linear way. Again, I think Act 2 got fucked around with, to be yep. honest. Yeah, I, a lot. I agree. Because Act 1 was, I will say, I think Act 1 was pretty tight. Like, everything had a purpose. Like, from Freddie Prince Jr. closing the book on his cross, the book was the Odyssey, etc. and so forth. Like, everything had a point. Uh, and then Act 2 happened, it was just like, Nyah! We're <laughs> a fighter pilot submarine movie! Whoa! And, I mean, I don't know when Starship Troopers came out. Maybe they were trying to get that kind of happy jingoistic military vibe Who i knows? guess <laughs> maybe the pentagon showed up and's like uh the military needs to be cooler than this thank you <laughs> who knows uh but then skip ahead uh to basically the um only one person can make it to earth on time you'll never guess who it is it's blair um and he the can one only who do can- it <laughs> yep 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 he can only do it if he uses his special magic powers, but uh oh, he lost his cross. He lost his faith at some. He lost his cross, which is also coincidentally his faith. Um, <laughs> what? What? At some point earlier, uh, and he's like, I don't know if I can do it. Which is when it is revealed that uh, the Wellerman. He's like, No, like do you, you're not alone. Maybe also, you know, like this is bringing in family vibes from earlier that we were having feelings about. You're not alone. I too. I am part pilgrim. I just don't have your funky magic. But that's not the point. Like, the magic is almost not the point. The The point is that you are not alone. And here, half my cross. It's cool. Also, I have to 
uh, do a, a great back step to, to do a nitpick, but uh, turned out that uh, the Wellerman and Tiger was the military's uh, intelligence and had rank of Commodore. It's like hell yeah. Then fucking say that before or before the um, the mission. You know it's going to go wrong. I think he was undercover. I think that That's he actually revealed that at the right time. Well, why else would you be a fucking Wellerman in the middle of the war? Well, he might have been involved in this uh, dropped traitor plotline as well because you know if you mm. are suspecting a traitor oh yeah and oh, yeah. that's probably why he stuck around mm-hmm. too because he's like oh yeah. i'm just i'll stick around and help for the good of humanity but yep oh there's a traitor could you talk into the flower on my lapel it is very nice no yeah so basically okay so that's an artifact of a drop plot line i would say that's an artifact um I do think that there's a really interesting thing to be said here about how uh, uh, the Wellerman has uh, faith, but no, no, he has religion. No, he has faith, but no magic, whatever the magic is, the divine power. Uh, and the kid has divine power, but no faith. Yeah. He just thinks it's luck, you know, yeah. uh, or he didn't know much about it at all. Didn't uh, even know he could do it. I mean, nope. how often do you really trust somebody to try and navigate through a uh, wormhole unguided uh, just for the hell of <laughs> when it. There's a quasar like looming over you being like, hey, buddy. Hey, buddy, one wrong move and everyone you ever know will be suffering in time dilated, uh, infinite stretchiness of space time, black hole stuff for the, all eternity. The word Speaking of there need to be a third stretchy thing and there wasn't, I don't think. The word the word of the day is spaghettification. Yes. <laughs> uh. <laughs> That's what the quasar says gently in your ear. Spaghettification. Oh God! And like, and Tiger's like, oh no, who don't get me going? And they, <laughs> hey, <laughs> not in front of the children. <laughs> Save that oh, for God. later, my fuck. We have weird energy tonight. <laughs> yes, we Woo! do. Except here's the thing: he also says it in French, so oh. that's even better somehow. Oh God! Um, like just after they uh, did that first jump, they both turn <gasps> around and they see it has like a cigarette. <laughs> yes, <laughs> he, like it swirls above him. He's like, "Oh yes." <laughs> <laughs> well done, ah, Blair. <laughs> <laughs> how did how did you even get that? Uh, those were er, those were made illegal uh, five hundred years ago. Not to mention, you shouldn't have fire on board a ship. <laughs> Those rules only apply if you're hard French. <laughs> <laughs> you see, I have the French field. <laughs> the French field. Oh my god, it's in a force field. <laughs> yes. Anyway, um, uh. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so uh, the, it's it's a fascinating thing. And what's great is that uh, I don't think Freddie Prince Jr. does get faith about it. He's just like, no, it's really a luck thing. And then the Wellerman's like, yeah, okay, it's a luck thing, but here's some luck if you need it, okay? Uh, but yeah, th- he goes like flying right through uh, that quasar. Um, oh. Ah, ah, Mark says, are you sure this is a terrible idea? Yes, shut up, click. Uh, but <laughs> um, the... Kelrathi uh uh ship that was hunting them uh is like hey that that little fighter ship is heading straight to uh that quasar there we know that they know that we know where earth <laughs> is we should probably uh-huh. go and kill that guy all right let's go and so nothing bad will happen nothing but bad they will ha- have no faith 
they have no faith but they do successfully jump through because they have a navcom ai they're a big ship whatever uh but then uh in the next system over uh they arrive uh freddie prince jr uh blair there arrives like right at the scylla and charybdis system and Mm -hmm. gets an idea Never a good thing when a hero has an idea. <laughs> he notices that there is a capital ship currently flying, pursuing him, and that he's screwed if he doesn't do something awfully creative. And Kat, mm-hmm. didn't you mention earlier that the Solo system happened to have an unmarked nav beacon? In fact, I did. Because it was foreshadowed in the very first act. And so, quick-thinking Blair goes, I'm going to fly to that beacon. I'm going to fly real fast. <laughs> real fast. And for yeah, whatever yeah. reason, uh, they'll kill Rathy, being really focused on the kill part, goes like, he's flying to a beacon. That must be where the fleet is. We are very Clearly. smart. We're so smart. And we must pursue him at full speed. Without realizing that the beacon happened to be, like, the point of no return for, like, a ship slightly larger than the fighter <laughs> ship that Blair is piloting, not the gigantic killer death destroyer that the that the bad also, guys were uh piloting yeah go on yeah, i'm so sorry didn't they weren't they also going too fast too yeah. to catch up with him they're all which too, as we learned from well, the beginning though they're, they're also too big like yeah remember when like remember when you like too big you gotta go in going slowly <laughs> oh god damn it Wow. So, <laughs> oh my god. What the it's, fuck? I just like to point out the ace kid in the chat pulled that one out. <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> so, uh, this part of the discussion actually reminds me of uh, a bit in one of mom and dad uh, books. Mm. Um, like in, I think the first one in uh, Star Pilot's Grave, when one of the characters is being pursued uh, by another in a, a space. Uh, in a lower at- atmosphere space flight. Uh, as one does. As one does. Uh, one of them's driving, you know, the science fiction equivalent of an ambulance. Uh, <laughs> and they're being pursued by bad guys. Uh, like bears. <laughs> as, one, as, as one is. And uh, he pulls some uh, hot shit uh, pirate stuff by doing a dive into uh, the Earth mm-hmm. uh, and pulling up just in time. Uh, and trusting that the guy behind him isn't going to pull up in time because the people who pursue uh, are so wrapped up in what they're pursuing, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they forget to look at their actual fucking surroundings. I think I stole that, actually. I I, I think I stole that for, for uh, my, uh, you remember uh, Driven by Desire? Yeah. I have a race happen at one point, and, and that's what happens. I, I think it's a common uh, dogfighting trope. Yeah, it, like, like it happens in like hot, hot shot, it happens even like hot shot in hot shots. Like <laughs> it does. I feel like the lesson here is always pay attention to your surroundings. You never know if you're accidentally in a dogfight. <laughs> <laughs> Accidental dogfights are the worst. <laughs> well, it's a, like on land. It's even it's even like you're like when you're fighting. And when you're having a sword fight on a narrow precipice, and you and the hero spots that the ground is crumbling beneath them and jumps uh, jumps away in time, <laughs> as his oh is still standing there, and Wadi Coyote is down into the bottomless canyon. Uh, and then it turns out the person you're fighting isn't even left-handed. <laughs> what the hell? Oh god, it's so complicated. 
But anyway, yeah, he gets to Earth. Yeah, they warn everybody. And the end. Well, the, well, he Wait, got is there to, more? Well, he got to... He didn't get to Earth. He got to the, uh, the oh, fleet. Yeah, well, he, fleet. He got to the next beacon, basically. And uh, then he, Not beacon, but, you know, message relay. And then there was apparently enough time for him to refuel, then re-jump through that quasar, or, <laughs> and return to the, the Tiger Claw just in, in time for uh, uh, Taggart to who, who pick up, up his... Uh, his his, his, Com- his wing commander, guys. His wing his commander. His name of the movie. <laughs> who, who has been a love interest, but also she has no character, so we haven't really mentioned her. No, she is uh, uh, already, she's, yeah, she's the boss, but she also is broken up about, like, emotionally because of the war. And she had lost a lover. Uh, and so I think that this was stupid as fuck that they have like, oh, a big kiss. Oh, and also, frankly, oh, yeah. I think she's got like hypoxia or something at this point. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, oh my god, Chen, is it you? And Frank Prince Jr. is like, yes. Oh god. <laughs> uh, or rather, like, oh, she likes me. And like later, they're like, oh, I thought, I thought I, you know, saw my dead oh, lover. And, and, and also, like, uh, <laughs> Rosie had been like really sillily killed off, uh, thus promoting. Uh, Matthew Lillard's character development. Yeah. Uh, he still is the best as fire pirate, but now he's serious about it. <laughs> yeah, because he lost the <sighs> through his own fucking fault. Yeah. It was his fault that she died. Um, Listen. Like, directly. When- not even because they were, like, oh, one-upping each other, so to speak. And that's also where the misogyny, because it was the 90s. You, you, you get racism, misogyny, racism, and misogyny. But you never have neither. Listen, when we get to our story edits, I'm going to have some opinions. opinions. Yep. Yep. Uh, but, yeah. Well, so, I think, side I think, note. uh, a side note, because, you know, <laughs> we ended up talking a lot more about this movie than I honestly thought we would. My goodness. Uh, <laughs> there was a lot to say. Uh, I yeah. feel like I went through the plot very quickly. Very thoroughly. Me. We also... We also have fandom <laughs> wank there for uh, a, a bit, and yeah. there was but... and there was discussion of where the fuck did we even see it? <laughs> yeah, oh. that was important though. <laughs> but listen, let's, guys, let's... that's what people wa- listen to this podcast for: it's... our camaraderie and banter. Um, <laughs> Not for the fucking point of the podcast. Well, let's get to the point of the podcast. We've been dancing around uh, some of the things that we'd be changing. What are we Ooh. changing, y'all? Can I start? Can Go I for start? it. She's doing it. All right. So one, I'd recast Angel. Ooh. Um, who's the wing know. commander? Who's, who's the wing commander? Uh, who we mentioned at the very end, despite the fact that she's a main character. <laughs> because uh, we all know why. Be- because maybe someone who has such an interesting story and background shouldn't be so boring and forgettable. Whoa. She had great hair, though. She had great hair. Did wasn't that great. <laughs> <laughs> You know what she should have been? She should have been French, like the Wellerman. I mean, they well, all should have been. Let's uh, be Her real. character in the Wing Commander games was French. Because <gasps> her last name is uh, Devereaux. Oh, we could have had it all. Yeah, she, she's Devereaux. Devereaux, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, mostly what I would do uh, yeah. is I would change the entire fucking Maniac Rosie thing. <gasps> yep. Ooh. Because it's racist and misogynistic. Uh, that she dies instead of him. The white you know, guy. The white dude. 
Uh, mm-hmm. And he becomes, he finds his true self or becomes his best he self becomes or whatever. Serious. Oh, bringing yeah. the Loki vibes early on. I see. I see. Um, so as much as I love Matthew Litter, let's kill Matthew Litter off. Um, I'm sure he'd do a great death scene. He would. Um, but also, as we mentioned, the time thing in yep. this movie. I remember watching it and, you know, they were in bed together talking about how much they cared about each other. And I was trying to do the math in my head. Like, bitch, like, you've been fucking for two hours tops. So you met two, maybe four hours ago. Like, and he's already uh, down for the count. I mean, come on. <laughs> no, they, uh, they established that. It's true, actually. Uh, <laughs> also, though, there was a brief, again, science fiction, a brief throwaway line. It's like, we might as well find love here because you realize, since we've been jetting around space, literally everyone we know back home is dead because of time true. dilation. That was just well, a throwaway I, line. I loved it. I feel like they also mentioned something about Bio doing this again tomorrow or something. There was some like immediate future thing mentioned. I was like, aren't you guys like saving the world tomorrow or something? I'm yeah. not sure you're going to have time. There, there's no tomorrow. There you know, is no past. Yeah, Act could- one established. Multiple times. We had 40 hours, then we had 40 minus 12, however many that was. And then we're like, the two-hour difference here. Like, they were really hammering that. And then suddenly, time stopped to existing. I'm like, is it the pandemic? (laughs) No. (laughs) Oh, man. You know, I think it would have been a cute line where, like, you know, we should do this again sometime. Tomorrow? No, we gotta save the world tomorrow. You know, that could have been a cute line. Great line. Great line. Uh, That that could have been. Too bad it wasn't there. You know, can we just make that a line that happens in a script eventually. I just think, I think we need to have that. You I know, mean, characters, I'm deeply surprised it hasn't happened. Because I think it'd be something novel to have, like, a char- couple characters have, like, just, like, a nonsense fling. Why not? Yeah. It doesn't have to have, you know, deep romantic ties and all that. And then it's like, yeah, we Potentially can- it shouldn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Probably better if it doesn't, if you're fighter pilots, my goodness, or, yeah. or heroes, or doing that stuff. But just Never have that line. Never fuck a hero, guys. Never fuck a hero. Don't but, do it. But I think, I think we just need that line somewhere. Yeah, want to do this again, uh, tomorrow? No, I think we gotta save the world tomorrow. Because you know what? That's why they were doing this, you know, uh, no strings, whatever thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they, they were real good about that no strings thing. Uh, but yeah, I would make it a not romantic thing. They'd just be, you know, fucking around. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he would die. And that's how I'd fix this movie. Yeah. You know, among yeah. other things. I, I know you guys really like it, but <laughs> I found the whole thing kind of meh. Yeah. No, Ooh. I think you're right. But no, no, no. It was meh. Don't get me wrong. I just, oh, good. So <laughs> much of it could have, like, there were so many the elements. There was the acting quality. There was the fact that there was so, so many interesting genre tropes that you don't typically see and technically those tropes were executed well the the set design i really appreciated that you know and i do like the idea of melding fighter pilot with submarine i think that's the right vibe and then i was they just getting worried it. that i missed something <laughs> they, they absolutely they, they, they ruined the they they had to make too many cuts and they ruined the pace because they didn't they, yeah because they, they, yeah. they didn't mm. they, they didn't do any adjusting shoots Here's what I also think. I bet that somewhere there is a version of this before the notes came. Ooh. From the people who are not genre savvy, from the people who are looking at this and thinking nobody else in the audience is genre savvy, 
and are saying, this is our money. What oh, have like you how done? They, like how they messed up, uh, what was it, Dark City? Dark City. Ooh. Except that you could easily fix Dark City by muting the first five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> this one, you can't skip the fucking middle. I mean, can, can you? You probably Maybe could. You can. It'd be a very short movie. <laughs> okay. I mean, I'd be okay with that. <laughs> Blair does a weird day trip. <laughs> Amazing. Okay. Um, wait, where were, so who, where are we on changes? Who's done, Pippin's done Pippin. hers, right? Pippin, yeah. are you I've done? just done mine. Okay. Who's next? Or who hasn't gone? I haven't gone. Who else hasn't gone? Nobody else has gone. So you can go if you want to. Okay. What I want to do, uh, and it's, usually I pull out some bullshit or something. Um, shut up. I said usually. Fuck you. But in this particular case, I really want to get down to brass tacks. I think that, I want to take the middle of this movie, Act 2, and into a little bit of Act 3, although I think more of Act 3 can be saved, um, and just red pen this. Like, we're mm. talking cutting shit out. The first act was tight. Mm. Um, it was tight. Everything had a purpose. We lost that. It got muddied. I stopped paying attention. I don't even know why they were at it. There was a gas thing? Like, why were the Wing Commander and Blair out somewhere else? Like, what was that about? That is such a good question. I don't know either. Here's the thing. There was already there was already a task. That's usually what a lot of movies are missing, right? Yeah. Uh, there was already a time frame that they had to follow. Again, another usual thing that you know you have to fix. <laughs> um, no, we had the elements. What happened was a bunch of random bullshit thrown in to try to uh, uh, cater to an audience that wasn't going to appreciate it anyway, mm. uh, and it fucked it. So I would go back, I'd red, I'd red pen it, and I'd bring it back to the point of this story, which is that they have to fucking gun it to try to make it past the uh, uh, aliens. Or they don't know the aliens are there. They have to fucking gun it to try to get to the next ship to pass the message along. Like uh, uh, the beacon for Rohan. Not Rohan. Uh, uh, Gondor. Gondor. Gondor the, calls. The beacons yeah. are lit. Gondor. Yeah, are lit. Yeah, exactly. Gondor calls for aid. It's exact, it's that thing, right? Now what happens, what happens is I'm saying the fighter pilots in that version are the, uh, first of all, we never got to why there are new fighter pilots coming a little bit. Uh, the idea is that they lost one, right? Yeah. Because they, they're in a fucking war, but that's not talked about. I feel sufficiently like the fact that this is actually, they're just the new posties. Well, you know? well that was actually a plot point. If you recall, was it? Yeah. Uh, he it, was in, he, he, it was an act two. It was an act two. He hopped Fuck in. Act two. He hopped into uh, like, oh, Chen's yeah, or whatever. And like, uh, and like, he, he and Matthew Willard are the are the replacement pilots. It, to me, it was not as clear as it could have been in terms of uh, maybe thematically running with it. I don't know. Wait, how? Wait, are they the replacement pilots or are they merchants? No, 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 no they are replacement pilots. The Wellerman brought them. Remember, they're in uniform. He's not. Yeah, he uh, was their bus. You know, I don't remember. They wore stupid hats, Pippin. How did you forget the stupid hats? <laughs> I wasn't paying that much attention. Which, to be fair, the stupid hats, I think, were future um, uh, 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 black watch caps, I think. Probably. Yeah. And, and, anyway, anyway, uh, but... Oh. Yeah, yeah, and the thing is, like, uh, there was the big plot point about, like, oh, when you die in the, uh, the service here, you never existed. That's how I, we cope no, healthy. No, I call that bullshit. I call that bullshit. Yeah. It, I, that, was, that was bad characterization and bad writing. Like, I believe the word is contrived. 
<laughs> they were trying to give some kind of character to fucking uh, uh, the wing commander, and they've pulled that out of their ass, and it's bullshit. I'm not even going to address that. I am purely talking about here's the plot that I would fix in the second act. The second act, I would have, they're just hauling ass for leather, and they happen to have newbies on board. Like, whoops, uh, who brought the message? Great. As they're going, that's when the Kalrathis show up to intercept. And oh. so they have to, That's and that's where the dog pilots come out. Wait, so I, you can still get those scenes. Wait, I thought, I thought what their task was to, was to like, just stall the Karafi free fleet for two hours, or for the uh, for the main fleet well, to. Uh, um, no, because the main fleet doesn't know. I thought they didn't know that they actually got the Navcom AI. I think confirmed. Uh, also, uh, the thing that they conveyed at the very end, like it was a, it was a two part thing. They had to delay them two hours if they could, or just mm-hmm. delay them two hours no matter what, because the fleet yeah. would not be in Earth on time, mm-hmm. and. Uh, the thing they got by retrieving the MacGuffin was the exact jump coordinates that the entire fleet was going to be using to arrive in Earth's the sector. Bad guys. Yeah, yeah. The, the bad guys. So that way, Earth forces, if they got those coordinates, could just line themselves up in a row and just start firing their cannons at whatever comes through that particular you know, I coordinate. I didn't get that. And so I'm actually going to say one of those has to be cut. And I would prefer that the um the oh no we better retrieve the navcom like that's fucked there's if you think in terms of computers the second they have it there's 80 copies everywhere yeah that part's fucked yeah um you know and you can have a really fascinating movie about like you know somewhere else on a distant planet uh the equivalent of alan turing and all his friends are be like hey guess what guys you need a whole new code system and they're like oh but i would say you either have the race to the beacon or not the beacon, but the race to the next ship that can pass the message, right? Or you have the, there's one of us and 80 of them, but we are currently at the Battle of Thermopylae. Woo! Uh, but you can't have both. Mm. Not if you want something tight. Not if you want a movie. A book, sure. You can pull all sorts of shit in a book. Because you got more time and more space. You got to choose one. I agree with and that, I, yeah. yeah. And I think if they cut it, if they re- gained the purpose of the first act and and the end uh, yeah. if they just if they just connected that line well like we need the we need to stall the graphy because otherwise what is the entire point of engaging well here's the thing what if the Colorathi see them going and they're going hell for leather and the Colorathi are like you know what that looks like a bad well, sign we better stop them here's, and that's when they engage here's the noodling i would do with this okay go for it go for it is- noodling uh, we kind of go with what Kat's uh, talking here. We're doing the C- uh, signal beacons of Gondor or whatever. And yep, the Tiger yep. Claw here is actually one of the last ones in the chain. <gasps> oh, and, okay, okay. Uh, the, dis- the discovery, the unfortunate coincidence or whatever is, when you think about it, as we're trying to pass a message back to Earth, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Where are the Kilrathi heading towards? Earth. So uh, as we're hauling ass to try and get to the Earth jump point, that's when you see all of a sudden the the Kilrathi fleet also heading to the jump point, and then we're like, "Fuck, we're uh-huh. actually going to get there moments before them. We're going to oh. have to delay." And then that's when like maybe like we get some creative heroics or whatever. Fuck. And Brett. that's when you can get the uh, pilgrim moment of jumping through the wormhole to just mm-hmm. get the message on regard, like, no matter what. 
like the other ship, like the big ship is like, you know, we're all band of brothers now. We will, we will give you that extra time. Yeah. One way or a fucking another. And Brendan, actually, you just solved the problem of how to get both the Hall Ass and the Battle of Thermopylae in the same plot. Boom. I, I, I have some insights sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> but what I mean is, all the rest of us are better than the people who fucked around with this story. Huzzah. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just imagine this moment of like, okay, guys, we're the last, last leg of the journey. We, we got this. We're, we're gonna save Earth. And then just, <laughs> oh. oh fuck fuck and, and that's when we can thing. reveal that mm. uh the the wellerman ship uh mm-hmm. happens to be kind of like the equivalent of warhammer uh from <gasps> uh from price of stars and it is fully kitted out <laughs> it is jacked Woo! that's forget the dog pilot right uh, uh, all they need all the rapier class to uh, uh, the little dog pilot things to uh, whatever, right? Because they've got two pilots. You got to air and spare, I guess. Yeah. Uh, right. So maniac, the best quote unquote, goes into the dog pilot. Uh, dog fighter. Thank you, dog fighter. Um, and Blair, our half pilgrim kid, uh, with the space magic, goes in the warhammer. Hmm. Because we already know he knows how to fly it. And that actually makes sense thematically because that's the ship he learned, uh, he realized his magic on. And it's also a magical ship owned by the Wellerin, who is also part of the magical space race. Yeah, and I'll touch on this part a little bit more in my changes in a bit. I'm done. Okay, and unless, Al, do you want to go first? or Um, No, no, you go ahead. One of the problems I had in the movie is that I felt that uh, Freddie Prince Jr., uh, Blair... Uh, embracing the magic half of his lineage and all that, we we got like a payoff way too early. I would not have had the uh, Scylla jump coordinate uh, calculation thing just happen without a hitch right at the beginning of the movie because I felt like that is something that we want to build towards. We didn't really mm. know that magic was a thing yet. Yeah, and it's <laughs> like, oh, that's impressive. But you know what? I think that is... That is something that should be paying off at the conclusion of the movie. Instead, we got this, you know, oh, he's clever, too, and tricks them into flying into a black hole, which we can still kind of play with and keep at the end. It's just at this point, at the end of the movie, that's when he kind of, like, accepts his own pilgrim heritage here. And that's when it's, like, turning off. We got to rip off Star Wars at this point. uh, Because why not? And, you know. Mark Hamill's there. It's practically canon. It's fine. And it's like, uh, you turned off your Navicomp computer. Is something wrong? <laughs> <gasps> Wait, hey, guys. Uh-huh. Guys, I got a question for you. Yeah? Mm-hmm. It was established in Act 1. Yeah. Where all the good things were. <laughs> <laughs> that that cross is not actually a full-on cross. It is a hidden stiletto. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and it is. There's a hidden knife in there, which the Wellerman knows to get, which, again, is, is you know, oh, he he actually, you know. But we get no payoff with that. What the fuck was the fucking purpose? It's something that they all had. Is is space like is uh, pilgrim magic blood magic? Like that's, that's that's more creative than what was in the uh, cut stuff. So yeah, let's do that. <laughs> but like seriously, what is? Why was there a shiny knife? You can't just give me a shiny knife and space magic and not assume blood rituals. Come on, guys. Yeah, it's a little weird to have it be a dagger. Like, to show it as such. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I I, mean, I, I, I think it's that. cool, but why? But man. And not, why not use it? Oh, geez. 
Yeah, and, and we could we could, we could plodgies, Rick. Um, <laughs> Uh, but now we, we can play with that, uh, in the, in the course of our rewrites, we can see whether or not, like, maybe, like, he, you know, accidentally pokes his finger and that, like, does, like, a certain swirling pattern. Magnets. Yeah. They have special magnet blood. There we go. <laughs> they got the vaccine. They got the vaccine. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Listen, they were the first bunch in space. Shit got weird. That's what it means. Shit got weird. Boom. Does that mean you can nav- uh, steer Navicomps now? Awesome. Now uh, do yeah. you have the faith? <gasps> do you oh. have the faith, Brendan? Oh, no. Um, and thus, I bring Catholicism well, to it. I have a stiletto. He has knives. He's set. Uh, <laughs> and, and besides, again, my story changes that I want to have a buildup in that uh, faith in the space magic. Let's mm-hmm. uh, Let's have, like, a hint at it, like... He closes his eyes as he's starting to hit the buttons at, like, uh, the solar system. And that's when, like, uh, uh, Taggart, uh, the Willerman, manages to flip the thing on. And then, like, the Navicom starts taking over from that point on. It's like, what were you doing there? And he's like, I, I don't know. Uh, I was just trying to steer the ship. Why? What were you doing? <laughs> and that, that seemed kind of pilgrimy, buddy. And then we just move buddy. on from there. He denies it, denies the, the gift mm-hmm, or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, we can have something come up in this week act two if we're doing the, uh, the, was it, uh, uh, beacon lighting. Maybe is there it Gondor is. Or is it Thermopylae or is it yeah. both? And if we want to somehow work in the, the traitor subplot again, maybe like he does like the things like, no, we, we shouldn't take that route. We should take this one instead or who knows what. Uh, just to really kind of have a, Act two, second beat of the uh, gift where he's starting to starting to actually believe, maybe through gentle uh, coaching from uh, the Wellerman. <laughs> I love yep. how we're calling him the Wellerman now. He's the Wellerman. Uh, yeah, but like he's getting kind of coaching that, hey, it's okay to be uh, embracing part of your heritage here. What they had was special. You're special. Embrace it. And I love you. <laughs> But not as much father. as this quasar. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Sonia. <laughs> so pleasant to see you again. Uh, 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 that bitch. <laughs> she knows. She knows what she did. Alpha Centauri is a whore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I, I feel... love her anyway. Oh. Wait, why am I why am I gendering all of these? I They're non gendered. And the Frenchman's uh, down with uh, that. Actually, Kat, I think uh, yeah. some systems are binary. Hell wow. yeah. Hell yeah. Boom. Holy shit. Oh, the cis straight brother coming in for the fucking kill. Says that white dude drop. <laughs> with the best joke of the episode. Well, I'm, Al had a... Had, 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 uh. <laughs> oh, shit. It's everybody's going out off script, <laughs> which is perhaps what the actor should have done to revive this terrible second act. Huzzah! Morrow uh, was there. He wanted to. I could yeah. see it. But, uh, that, that's just, again, what I would do is play into this uh, faith uh, subplot a little bit more. I would not have the instant payoff at the beginning of the no. movie, despite how good act one was. I think we could have... Uh, Tone that down a little bit to have better payoff mm-hmm. at the end. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. I, I I forgive you for saying something shitty about the first act. I forgive you. Ha. Um. All right, that leaves Alex. I applaud you. 
Uh, I'm really big, guys, and you need to recognize that. All right. All right. Here's my uh, change. And I'm going to need some help because I don't know. I didn't read what I'm going to be referring to. But my change is going to be changing uh, the second act into uh, more of a uh, Odyssey reference. Okay. Like, steal the beats from there. Oh, one okay. might even say appropriately. Yeah. Yeah. Since you had the book, you brought up Celia. Well, come on. And Triptus. Uh, yeah. Go all in. Go all in. Yeah. Though, so I know <gasps> that. Mermaids. Sorry. Yeah. I don't know how much of the Odyssey he actually had, uh, you know, military exploits, but, you know. Um, he was oh, coming home from the Trojan yeah, War. The beginning <laughs> is the. The, the Iliad, dude. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But, uh, like, but it's him coming home from um, the war. Yeah, but they're all fucked up. It's PTSD. Shit's gone weird. Yeah. So I don't know how to stitch that together with the first act. Act here is the thing. It's still doable. Like, honestly, when you're stealing shit, it doesn't need to be that close. Mm -hmm. If you're doing a one-for-one beat, like, uh, what's it called? Um, uh, uh, What's the one with the the 1920s uh, Odyssey? Uh, oh, Brother Arthur. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. See, that one is a beat for beat, and that's where the fun comes in. If you're just writing, you can steal shit, and then it's just a theme. I true, mean, true, there's and true, stick true. it wherever. There's all sorts of bits you can steal from the Odyssey in, in playing with this. So, like, there's Cersei's Island, uh, you know, where they get people turned into pigs, whatever. Um, the Island of the Lotus Eaters, you know, that's mm-hmm. always a fun uh, mental thing to play with. Uh, there's the fact that they went to the underworld. Uh, you ooh, can play with some ooh, allegories ooh. there. And Mermaids that draw you away. I want the Kill Rossi to be, like, weird like that. Oh, yeah. like the sirens? Yeah. Mm. I want them to be creepy sirens. Also, yeah, actually, Especially- you're traveling through the underworld. Pip, that's also allow you to get Catholic on me, because you know what? Because <laughs> you know what? Mm. Harrowing of hell and bringing it back in only three days. <laughs> oh. I mean, if the <laughs> how hard would it be to just tack on an extra day to their timeline? Yeah, oh, that's true. I mean, it's true. Like forty hours again. That's the point of of when you're writing this kind of thing. It doesn't matter what fucking time frame you have. It just has to be vaguely realistic to the problem at hand, and then you stick with it. Yeah. Yeah. Let's be real, the movie actually shows at least three days. <laughs> Does it, though, Pippin? I think I'll it's go through, I'll count based, all the nights. Based on the number of times that they fucked, apparently, it was three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh. Here's the other thing, though. Here's the thing. One of the things I liked about, and Alex, I'm, I'm so sorry, I'm, I'm stealing a little bit of this. Oh, no, no, go ahead. Is that um, I would have preferred, much like in Rogue One, many years from now, uh, where, like, no, these two crazy kids, maybe there's some chemistry, but they don't get together. Oh, That's God, not the yeah. vibe here. That's not no. the vibe. I <laughs> there's would like other it, shit going on. Right? I would like it if she's still hung up on her dead guy, right? Her journey is getting over and being able to talk about it again, okay? Yeah. Acknowledging his existence. Acknowledging his existence and the fact that he was important and that she can change by the love that she and he shared, right? Instead of just saying, it's never mind. The second thing, though, is that what if Blair has a girl or boy or whatever back home? And that's what he's looking like. And 
it's not necessarily a journey back to Earth, like like the Odyssey, but it's a thema- I'm bringing the word theme a lot here. <laughs> it's a thematic idea that he wants to get to the end of the war so that he can get back to his girl back home. And that's also another reason why he needs to stop the Kilrathi, aside from all the many obvious reasons. But it's because it's it's that oh, he oh, has oh, an oh, end point. Oh, it's over there. Yeah, yeah, go, oh, go, go. Oh, oh. so we, we need a thematic tying him into uh, uh, to <gasps> the hole or to the, okay. to the mast. Okay. A classic scene. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would like to point out yeah. that the sirens uh, are... Uh, popularly depicted as uh, tempting sailors with, you know, sex in their bodies, because sailors be like that. Sailors but like- they're actually tempted Odysseus uh, with knowledge. Mm. Well, because that, what they are oh. really doing is tempting him, like, they, their temptations is, what do you want? Oh, and, wait. Yeah. Wait, wait. And they're te- and here, their temptations are are going to be the, pil- the pilgrim gods that godhood that, that they were are going after. <gasps> Oh. He's, no, this is him going into a walking that razor's edge. We can help you end the war. We can. We can give you that extra information, you know, and, and then you would, you'd be fine. And also, maybe you could see your mom and dad again. Yeah, I actually, died when you were five. Here's a question <laughs> that wasn't really touched on. I mean, mm-hmm. they, they said that, like, there was this big war involving milquetoast humans and the pilgrims. Yeah. Did the pilgrims get some of this divine knowledge that they... <gasps> Get into Where one too they? many quasars. <laughs> when, and also, frankly, when when you have two sides fighting, there's going to be leftovers, presumably. Uh, we already know that there was intermarriage, right? Yeah. Uh, and interbreeding, because they're both humans. This one's gone a bit wacky. Presumably, there's got to be a, a diaspora of some kind of the uh, uh, of the lost human of the lost pilgrims, right? Like, right? Uh, yeah. I, well, I assume um, the diaspora is. Blake and Taggart. <laughs> well, what if there's like uh, well, smaller ships, just like small family groups? And oh. that's one of the ones that they come across, and that's a siren. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, so he could be tempted away from this mm-hmm. mission home. Mm-hmm. Mm. My one, My one hesitation is that it would have to be played very carefully so that we don't kill the momentum of uh, the story. It would absolutely kill the momentum if we did that. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. We would have to have a different story. This is me pie in the sky right now. I mean, Act 2 already happened. Here's what I do, (laughs) Al. Uh, You could have this mystery colony, but maybe they decided not to continue through the the wormhole. Like, they are kind of like the aliens in Star Trek Deep Space Nine now. Where they're just in this oh, yeah. space between <gasps> spaces. And so, yeah. like, you get this temptation of, like, hey, son, you can join us. Oh, my Do God. humanity, but join oh, us. Yeah. Dudes, what if, what if everybody else freezes in time, right? But one of the cool things you can do when you've been fucking quasars <laughs> like pilgrims have for generations <laughs> is that you can exist within normal time within it. And that is when the other pilgrims show up and be like, hey, how's it going? And meanwhile, like, Blair's wandering around being like, uh, what? And maybe the Wellerman's, like, moving at, like, half speed. <laughs> nah. Well, he doesn't quite, he has faith, but he does not have space magic. Yeah. So close to, I'm guessing. <laughs> and actually, he stays, he stays. Uh, and this time dilation thing, uh, property of uh, the uh, wormholes, 
I think that also plays into how they can do so many calculations so quickly. Oh! Ooh! Oh, shit, are they just fucking around with time in their own fucking bodies? Well, a little bit Mm -hmm. of that, but also a little bit of the space magic, but the space magic is affecting how they are uh, affected by time in these weird time spaces. Hey. Mm-hmm, I mean, mm-hmm. here's I the it. beauty of science fiction. We can just make this up. <gasps> what? what? Wait. What? Ooh, that's dangerous territory They're there. making it up. <laughs> now, I like this. I, I, I like this idea of uh, having this maybe be a plot element. Because then, for me, it ties into the whole entire mysticism element a little bit more. <laughs> ah. It's like, that's where the pilgrims went. Yep. They decided they did not want to... Uh, wage this war in the end. Like, maybe the more peaceful elements uh, uh, want out, and they're like, you know what? Peace. Actually, I have another variant on that, Bren. Uh-huh. Uh, which is actually where I thought you were going to go. I didn't think you'd go the wormhole aliens route. I thought you'd go the um, buy this wormhole because, and, and buy these quasar, because they aren't fucking affected by it, and possibly they have sex with it constantly. That's the way they be. <laughs> they're pilgrims. There is a colony of pilgrims that are hanging out there. Also, conveniently, that's not on any of the maps that they themselves wrote, remember? Oh, yeah. So anyway, we find our our human military are stuck at a battle of Thermopylae. They know they're going to get their asses kicked. And the colony comes to Gondor's aid. Ooh. <laughs> Rohan. Which, w- exactly. And which brings about... A, a a a melding, a, a a rejoining of the two groups in in face of a common enemy. Does this finish racism? No. Ah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but is it a nice uh, way to at least look at it from the uh, political end of it? Oh, uh, you know, like be kinda... maybe they don't need to hide in the fucking quasar anymore. I guess. Yeah, it'd be kind of cool. Mm. is kind of playing with this in a couple different angles. We could have the parlay with the pilgrims and the Kalarathi fleet's like, hey guys, wait a second. This is just one ship. Let's just not deal with it and fly through this quasar and go kill Earth. What do you guys say? Cool? Cool? And then they go and that's when the uh, treaty with the uh, pilgrims comes into full effect here. And instead of getting to Earth, you know, pilgrim magic is like this. They get mm-hmm. dumped off into like the the sun, the <gasps> middle of deep space, and they get get stranded forever. The That's the Delta what... Quadrant. Yeah, 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 yeah. They get to the caretakers <laughs> array and have to. Caretakers uh... like I'm a fucking pilgrim. What the shit are you doing here? <laughs> uh, they they take on uh, Neelix and transporter yep. accidents happen. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be great. <laughs> Kill Rathy have a fun space, time. Suddenly space lizards. Yes. <laughs> Oh, they flew too fast. Um, <laughs> they literally did, guys. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like that, that's where you could kind of have that, um, plot element play in. Love it. You know what I'm, yeah. Hmm. Oh, I was just gonna say, you know what I'm getting from all of this? What? We need to rewrite it. Yeah, we would have done a much better job with this movie. Here's the thing. This is actually, I'm gonna say it. This is, what I think to be one of the kinds of stories that we come across that is the point of this podcast, which is you see something, you see how it could be good, you take it apart, you put it back together, and then it's yours. It's a completely different story, really, at this point. It is. It's a completely different story. 
and this is a valid way of doing this. This is a valid way of coming up with fiction. It's a valid way of plotting something. And you're also, I, in a weird way, I think, correcting a <laughs> error in the universe. A grave injustice. <laughs> right? You know, something that didn't work, but, you know, it should have. There's like a flicker of an idea of something that could be great. And it didn't get what it should. We're going to contact Matthew Lillard. He's going to play the new Wellerman. It's going to be great. <laughs> right? But can he do a French accent? I'd Here's like to thing. see him try. <laughs> I, I, don't think, I don't think he needs a French accent. Because I think he can do uh, the weird, I want to fuck space energy. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, he absolutely can. And he, I think that's more important. You know what? He, that's, see, that's where his whole Pete Davidson thing comes in. Yeah. He's got that energy. Oh, no. Have you seen Hackers? Oh, no. no. Oh, shit. Like, Hackers is great. He's in Hackers, too. But he's definitely the guy who has fucked his computer. Uh, okay. Like, guaranteed okay okay it's getting real late y'all it's so late guys. let's just do like lightning round game, game. Hey, remember two hours ago when we said this will be real quick oh my god <laughs> we were fools then <laughs> but this is why i love when we come across these kinds of stories because it hits our sweet spot and it is exactly what we wanted this podcast to be not just us fucking around and talking about home but <laughs> maybe <laughs> that's why i'm this is one of the podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe also to help others come up with eh. a neat way of this writing. Fuck, I lost my paragraph. Go on. Yeah. I was doing really well and Pippin made a fucking noise. <laughs> <laughs> you, you were so close to the doing Brian your speech. Story. I was in a speech. I had the vibe and Pippin's in the background going, boo, you don't even go here. <laughs> I'm not sure you've heard, but I'm the charming one. <laughs> That's such a goddamn lie. You're the funny one. We established that. <laughs> Tell me the difference. Anyway, uh, it's the quickest game. Quickest uh, game uh, we have, guys. Uh, the character that would be king? Uh, so character that would would be the king, I am going to go with Rosie. God damn it! Ha <laughs> Hmm. And there's a quick line about why she would be king. Uh, she's the best goddamn pilot on that ship, and she's good. Hing to fucking Peripa. I stop hing these kill Rafi. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, I'd like to go. Yep. I'd like to go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my characters are the ones who are not on screen. It's the, uh, the Belchley Park, like the Belchley Park? Bletchley Park? What? It's the code breakers over in some other quadrant <laughs> who get the message saying, hey, by the way, guys, our entire NAVCOM's fucked. We need a brand new code system that, by the way, the cat aliens, who maybe have powers we don't understand, can't break. And then they have to bring in some of the magic people to... They're going see, to have it's to, all there. They're going to have to bring in Blair. Blair, you're going to have oh to... Oh my god. You're going to have to get your brain scanned. Blair doesn't know the magic. Oh, you're right. He has the magic. That's where you get the Wellerman and Blair. One has the faith. One has the magic. With their powers combined, we can make a new NAVCOM. Woo! You're going to have anyway, to teach. Yeah. You're going to have to teach us, Rob, as box what a oh, that a bee is not a free. <laughs> this is a dog, not a pig, not a loaf of bread. <laughs> Wait, Blair's his last name. What's his first name? Christopher. Ew. Christ. Ew. <laughs> well, also Christopher is traveler, but like whatever. Patron save travelers. Whatever. Point is, Harkin means wanderer. Yeah. Um, anyway. Uh, yeah, so I'm I'm inferring the existence of characters that must be there, based on the world that they live in. 
Okay. Uh, and cool. I'm saying that they're my they're they're who I'm writing. I love it. Okay. Uh I'm going to therefore use the one that I thought Kat was gonna do. Oh. Uh which is Taggart the Wellerman. <laughs> his <laughs> adventures are wild. Because <laughs> apparently he was like some sort of spy. <laughs> Listen, he's a guy who has accidentally fallen into high command. Because <laughs> he oh. keeps not fucking up. Totes. But he hates it. <laughs> so he's like, it's- Yeah, I gotta go on a mission. And he's, they're like, You're a Commodore. He's like, Yeah, it's a big mission, I gotta go on it. <laughs> It's tough being the most competent person in any we, given room. Pip. And he is. That is his, that's his nature. Pip, yeah. Pip are you accidentally advocating for, or more, or, or Convan- Commander Gill in the Mage Worlds? <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't my purpose, but listen, I have a type. Wait, I thought your type was Space Fop. Oh, I do love. She can have multiple Here's types. Here's the thing: Commander Gill does come from uh, Aristocrat planet. Yeah, he, he, is, yeah. he is technically a space pop. He's what is he a Baron? I found but he's he a Martinet. French. Is the other question? Baronet. Yeah, no. he's a something. <gasps> anyway, wait. So that's Pip, the well yeah. woman, Bren, and his sexy space adventures. Oh shit! It's and me. he's falling upwards into because he's so fucking competent. Who are we getting so far? Uh, uh, Rosie. Rosie. Uh, the the uh, code breakers that I've made up. Okay. Yeah. So, oh, so it's just, it's just me. Oh God. Uh. Okay. 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 I got this. You got this, this man. You guys you got took this. all the good characters. You um, made up a character. That's true. <laughs> I just thought took what I thought Cat was going to take. <laughs> you know what? Uh, let's have Matthew Lillard have some more fun here because you know what? He was allowed to actually be a character. <laughs> what? Yeah. Right? He, he's he actually a fantastic actor, guys. Right? And I could just see him having more uh, space adventures. Because you know what? I think he could have been the one to spearhead the uh, retrieve the Navcom computer thing while uh, Blair and Devereaux uh, went and did space stuff to try and distract the the, the bad guys. He could have been part of the strike force that uh, retrieved the box because he's grown and uh, what's in the box? And he's Sorry. not <laughs> just a hotshot pilot; he's also a kick-ass fighter. Well, also, Ooh. like he's presumably like where are they left lieutenant? Yeah, he's a lieutenant because the captain kept calling him lieutenant, and that was awesome. Um, they're lieutenant. Like they've gone to guys. They've gone to officer school. Yeah, yeah. Oh shit! Presumably, <laughs> they're smart. <laughs> Right? Yeah. They've had leadership lessons. Unless, like, all dogfighters are, are technically given and in the uh, rank of lieutenant. And, and here's uh, in the thing. In my universe, no. Okay. And here's the thing. I, I would have instead done uh, Devereaux pre-adventures uh, here on the Tiger Claw, where we just get to see a really sappy love story play out, but then it <gasps> ends up ending up, like, uh, like up. <laughs> oh, God. Because, oh, it's a love story that you know is gonna end. Oh. Where's this? And then we don't have a love story in the main movie here because it was unnecessary. It was unnecessary. Yeah. You can have chemistry, as so many queer baiting shows have shown us. <laughs> yeah. But you don't have to have the actual uh, uh, kissing. We don't need a hypoxic kiss. We really don't. Which is, she's very definitely hallucinating someone else. Which is definitely the name of my indie band. Yeah. Hypoxic <laughs> Kiss is a great fucking name. Like, That's true. It's Kiss. Uh, and the medic will, will get into the frame as well. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <It> slowly <laughs> wanders. 
slides in a la, uh, who's the director who did, um, uh, uh, Hot Fuzz and stuff? Uh, uh, Edgar Wright. Yes. Yeah, we're talking Edgar Wright styles of uh, physical comedy with film. I just imagine just the glare that the medical person is doing. It's like, <laughs> what the f- <gasps> fuck are you doing, dude? Oh, no, no, no. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. In the movie, in the actual movie, the medic was in the frame of that kiss. Oh, was oh. he really? Yeah, because it was a bad shot. That, it was just, a bad shot. And then they just ended the movie on her being wheeled away. Bye! <laughs> what if we kissed? In the middle of space, and I was dying of hypoxia. <laughs> and a medic was there. <laughs> oh, this the dream. kiss has everything. All right. So I think that was uh, characters that would be king. I'm glad I redeemed myself right at the end there. Right there, right at the end. Because uh, I was like, oh, shit, who else is left? Ah. Um, okay. Uh, so uh, who's taking us out today? Right, right. Before we go, does anyone have anything to plug? Uh, I do, actually. Um, so as uh, people know from the last several podcasts, um, I have a short story out from Apex magazine called uh, Demon Fighter Sucks. Demon Hunter and- Sucks? Oh, 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 God. Here's the thing. Demon Hunter's an actual game. So if you look up the phrase Demon Hunter Sucks, you get a shit ton of links. <laughs> it's all gamer boys bitching about something. Uh, if you type in Demon Fighter Sucks, you get my story. Oh, so, you, oh, so you're going to get at a weird crossover of people oh, uh, looking for... <laughs> Presumably. <laughs> uh, but the point is, it is now available free to read. Um, and uh, so you can, like, obviously you should support magazines, but if you are not certain, even though Apex is fantastic, uh, yeah, uh, check it out, uh, and, um, uh, please enjoy. Or don't. Uh, you're your own person. <laughs> Thank you. I, <laughs> you're your own person, and I believe in your, uh, autonomy. Yeah, Demon Fighter. I don't. Demon, Demon Fighter sucks, sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and if, frankly, I will retweet you if you use that exact phrasing. <laughs> there. I've said it. All right. Because that's comedy gold. And uh, speaking of Comedy Gold, uh, I'm Ooh. still doing my online shows on the Arcade Comedy Theater's website, uh, I was, uh, and you can also find that on YouTube, uh, just wherever you find online videos. Hey, I'm there sometimes. Or not. Hey. <laughs> uh, and also, uh, we are probably doing more outdoor live shows of some variety or another, and we're looking forward to it, because... You get a bunch of comedians together in person that haven't seen each other in a while. It's like dogs at a dog park. It's great. They're a lot like, of sniffing of crotches. I was going <laughs> to start Surprising with number. yapping a lot and then bring in the sniffing at crotches. Pippin, you have to learn comedy timing. Ha-ha. Listen, my comedy timing was beating you to the punchline. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> okay. And that's why we're such a great double act. Because you beat me to my fucking lines. And uh, anyway, uh, same as always. Just being better than people. Yeah. Uh, same as always. And as always, if you ha- have an idea or a prompt to submit, head on over to nostorysacred.com slash submission. Follow us on Twitter at nostorysacred or send an email through contact at nostorysacred.com. Your hosts have been Alex MacDonald, Brendan MacDonald, Pippin MacDonald, and Catherine Crichton. Editing and music for this episode done by Brendan. Transcript done by Ashley DaCosta. Art by Jay Wolf. Show notes and transcripts are available at nostorysacred.com. 
Thanks for listening, everyone, and please rate, review, and subscribe to No Story Sacred. Uh, you can also visit our Patreon page to support the show and get neat rewards at patreon.com slash sacred. See you next time when we talk about an original story idea by Bren. And Whoa! And, what? What? And, we'll, and we're serious, you guys. We'll be on time unless we're not. <laughs> and and also, it's probably not going to be just puns. Right, Brendan? I make no promises. Uh, Pippin, look what you've done. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's going to be our entire careers now. Pun-based books. Oh, God. No. I, I, I look forward to this. <laughs> I, I give up my membership. <laughs> Farewell. <laughs> to our family? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm going to get out the golden chip that we all received at birth. I'm throwing it on the table. And I'm, I'm and bringing out my gun, too. I'm slapping it on the table. <laughs> Fuck yeah, free gun. You're on Maverick. (laughs) (laughs) Go on, go on. Until then, there is no story sacred, and any story can be changed. I'm Alex. I'm Kat. I'm Brendan. And I'm Pippin. And we're... No No Story Story is Sacred. Sacred.